Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. Today is draft day, which means it's time for me to put out my final mock draft. I put out my first one earlier this week, and so now I have an updated one with all the new news that have come out. And so these are basically going to be my final predictions on where guys are going to be picked unless something really crazy gets shaken up later today. Remember that this is what I think each team is going to do. This is not what I personally would do if I was drafting, so keep that in mind. And for this video, I'm going to try to be a little bit quicker when I'm explaining through these picks. The last one I kind of explained into a lot of detail. This one's just going to be quicker, kind of get in, get out, get you the information pretty quickly. And the last thing, if you guys are enjoying the content, please make sure to hit that like button and subscribe. I would really appreciate it. And let me know what you guys think in the comments. Do you agree with these picks? Do you disagree with some of them? Let me know who you want your team to draft. But let's get into it. The first pick in the NFL draft, I have the Jacksonville Jaguars selecting Trevor Lawrence. This is pretty obvious. He's been the clear number one pick basically ever since he stepped into college. The Jaguars need a quarterback. He's the best guy in this draft. And he's currently minus 10,000 to go number one. So it would be basically unheard of if he didn't get drafted here. Now I've got Zach Wilson going number two to the Jets. The Jets traded Sam Darnold. And it seems like Wilson is basically almost as locked in as Trevor Lawrence is at number one. So I would be shocked if Wilson did not go number two. Now number three is where there's been a lot of controversy this offseason. The 49ers traded up with the Miami Dolphins to get this number three slot. And they're going to be going after a quarterback, but people don't seem to know who it is. In my original mock draft, I had them picking Justin Fields, but I think that was just more of me kind of hoping that's what would happen. And I think that's what a lot of the NFL fans are thinking too. They're like, why is Justin Fields not being picked number two or number three? He's one of the most talented quarterbacks in this class. But I think they're going to go with Mac Jones here out of Alabama. You know, when there's smoke, there's fire, and that's basically all the reports that have been coming out. Recently, a report came out saying that they've narrowed it down to Mac Jones and Trey Lance, and I would like Trey Lance too, but I just think I've only been hearing Mac Jones. Jones currently has minus 330 odds to go third, so he's a pretty decent size favorite. And the Kyle Shanahan press conference, I think all the signs just pointed to them going with Jones. They were talking about not focusing on the media and what their opinions were of the fans. And I mean, I think that's directly tied to Mac Jones because I think a lot of people are not excited about that pick. Now at number four, I have the Falcons drafting Kyle Pitts. And I think with this slot, they could go in three different ways. I think they could draft Kyle Pitts. I think they could trade back. Maybe one of these teams that really wants a quarterback can trade up to this number four slot. Or I think they can also draft a developmental quarterback, maybe a Trey Lance, to sit behind a guy like Matt Ryan for a couple years. But I don't think that's what they're going to do. I think they're in a win-now mode, and Kyle Pitts just adds an extra element to this offense. Now the Bengals are on the clock at pick number five, and I really think this pick is between Jamar Chase and Panay Sewell in my original mock draft. I had them selecting Penny Sewell to shore up that offensive line, but I think they're going to go with Jamar Chase. There seems to be a lot of momentum recently that all points to Jamar Chase being pick number five, and he's going to reunite with Joe Burrow, where they had that absolutely historic season at LSU together two years ago. It may not be the smartest pick for the future and for Joe Burrow's health, 
but you know sometimes there are weapons out there that are just too good you do not want to pass them up especially when they have chemistry like burrow and chase now i have penny sewell going number six to the miami dolphins sewell is the best offensive tackle in this draft and the dolphins recently traded their starting offensive guard eric flowers which the reports are now that they're likely to move their right tackle in at guard. And so I think this opens up a spot for Penny Sewell to slide in right away. And protecting Tua should definitely be at the top of the Miami Dolphins to-do list. Now at number seven is where I have my first trade in this mock draft. And I have the New England Patriots trading up with the Detroit Lions. So the Patriots will now be selecting at the number seven pick. And I have them going out and getting quarterback Justin Fields out of Ohio State. The reports have come out that the Patriots are very interested in moving up. And I think they're really a top quarterback away from being back in Super Bowl contention. You have a great defense. They went out, they spent money to get some new weapons this offseason. And I also think it's a perfect situation because you have Fields who can come in and potentially learn behind Cam Newton. Maybe this whole year, just maybe a couple games. But I think he fits very well into their offense. They've kind of shifted from that Tom Brady pocket passer offense to a more run-heavy quarterback offense. So I think Justin Fields can slide in and succeed with this team right away. The Panthers are up here at number eight, and I have them as a potential candidate to trade down. But I think if the Patriots trade up here at number seven, I don't know what team is going to come up at number eight. So I'm just going to have them staying here and picking offensive tackle Rashawn Slater just to sure up that offensive line and protect their new quarterback, Sam Darnold, and Christian McCaffrey. At number nine, the Broncos are on the clock, and I have them going with quarterback Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. I really think the Broncos are a franchise quarterback away from being a serious contender. They just went out, they traded for Teddy Bridgewater, and I think people are maybe thinking that takes them out of the quarterback market. I do not think that is the case at all. I think you have Bridgewater in there as a veteran presence. And I think really what that just shows is that they do not trust Drew Locke. So Trey Lance can come in, sit a year or two behind Locke or Bridgewater, and then really step in once he's fully developed. I have Patrick Sertan going next to the Dallas Cowboys. He's the number one corner in this draft, and the Cowboys do need help on their defense and especially in the secondary. So that's where he's going to fall. Now at number 11, the Giants are picking, and I'm going to have them draft Jalen Waddell out of Alabama. They did sign Kenny Galladay this offseason, but you take a Jalen Waddell, and then you really give Daniel Jones everything he needs to succeed. He really doesn't have any excuses anymore. And now you have two great playmakers. You have Kenny Galladay, who can push it down the field and high point those deep passes. And then you have Jalen Waddell, who is just a freak athlete with crazy speed, great after the catch. And so you pair those two guys together and that could make for a really explosive wide receiver core. And now with the Eagles at the number 11 pick, I have them drafting Jalen Waddle's teammate, Devonta Smith. And the Eagles are in desperate need of a weapon. I think everyone knows that. And I think when they traded back from that sixth slot, they kind of had an idea that maybe one of these top three receivers, the Jamar Chase, the Jalen Waddles, or Devonte Smith would fall down to them. And that's what happens here. If Jalen Hurts is going to be your quarterback, you're going to need to get him some help, and Devontae Smith can be that guy. At pick 13, I have the Chargers drafting Christian Darisaw out of Virginia Tech. Darisaw shores up this O-line even more. They did make some solid moves this offseason, signing all-pro center Corey Lindsley, and also filling another one of those offensive line positions. And I just think they keep on this trend. You really want to protect 
your star quarterback, Justin Herbert, and I think doing this is another step towards completing that task. The Vikings are now on the clock, and I see them drafting Quiddy Pay out of Michigan. I originally had them going with Jalen Phillips, but it seems like Quiddy Pay has gained a lot of steam recently, and he's projected to be the first edge rusher off the board, which is a position that the Vikings really could use, and so that's where he's going to fall. I have J.C. Horn being picked next at number 15 to the Detroit Lions. Remember, this was originally the Patriots pick but the Patriots traded up to draft Justin Fields, so the Lions are sitting here, and I really could see them going in a variety of different places. They have a lot of directions they could look at. They have a lot of needs on this roster, but I see them drafting someone in the secondary. I think they do this in back-to-back years. Last year, they went with Jeffrey Okuda, and this year, I think they go with J.C. Horn. Now, at pick number 16, I have the Cardinals selecting Elijah Vera Tucker out of USC. Vera Tucker is a very versatile offensive lineman, and so I think he can play really anywhere on the O-line, but I think he comes in and fills a void on the interior of the Cardinals' offensive line right away. Now I have the best linebacker in the draft being taken by the Raiders here at 17, Micah Parsons. Parsons adds a freakishly athletic all-around playmaker to this John Gruden-led defense. Now the Dolphins are sitting here at number 18, where I have them selecting linebacker Jeremiah Owusu-Karamoa out of Notre Dame. I think he's a very versatile linebacker and can really match up with the tight end, slot receivers, and running backs. And so I think he's a very solid defender that you can plug in right away on this very good Miami Dolphins defense. Now at number 19, with the Washington football team, I have them selecting Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State. It fills a need at the offensive line position for the Washington football team. Jenkins mostly played right tackle in college, but he also has experience at left tackle and right guard, and so I think he'll come in and find success somewhere on this offensive line. Next up, I have a cornerback whose draft stock has taken a little bit of a hit recently in Caleb Farley going to the Chicago Bears, and this is strictly due to his back injury. I think originally he was supposed to be up there right with Patrick Sertan as the top two corners of this draft, but that back injury is rightfully scaring people off. And the Bears have a lot of holes in this roster. There's also a hole at O-line, wide receiver. But I think with the departure of Kyle Fuller, who was released, I think you need to fix that on their defense. The defense is kind of the one thing they have going for them. And so Caleb Farley greatly improves that defense as a whole. At pick 21, the Colts are going to be selecting Jalen Phillips out of Miami. Going into the 2021 season, the only defensive player on the Colts roster that had more than four sacks last year was DeForest Buckner. And so you really need to get some pressure on the quarterback with that defense. And Jalen Phillips is a guy that can most definitely do that. He's very talented as a pass rusher. The only real concern is his medical report. But I think He's still going to be a first-round pick, and I think he goes to the Colts here. With the 22nd pick, Rashad Bateman is going to be drafted by the Tennessee Titans. The Titans are in desperate need of a pass catcher. They lost Corey Davis, Adam Humphreys, and Jonu Smith in free agency, and so they really need someone to come in and join A.J. Brown in that wide receiver room, someone to come in and be the solid number two, and I think Rashad Bateman is a top candidate to do that. I have Greg Newsom II being picked here after Rashad Bateman going to the New York Jets at pick number 23. The Jets kind of have a void at corner, and so Newsom can fill that. And durability has been a concern for him. He hasn't played a full college season, 
But corner is just such a valuable position that if you have a guy who's as talented as Greg Newsom, you go out and you get him in that first round. Now to the Steelers at number 24. I think a lot of people are expecting a running back. I talked about this in the last mock draft. People want them to go out and draft Najee Harris. But when you do not have a good offensive line and you draft a running back, you're really just setting them up to fail because no matter how good a running back is, running behind a poor O-line is nearly impossible. And so I think they go out and they draft Jalen Mayfield, the offensive lineman from Michigan, to really help that offensive line. And maybe if they're really like Najee Harris, they trade up with their second round pick and try to get him there. The Jaguars are now on the clock at pick 25, and I have them going with Trevon Morig out of TCU. He is the best safety in this class, and the Jaguars are in need of a safety, so I think it's a great fit here at pick 25. Now at pick 26, I have the Browns selecting edge rusher Aziz Ojolari. The Browns could use another edge rusher, and I think Ojolari can come in right away and line up opposite of Miles Garrett next year. Now the Baltimore Ravens are on the clock. They've been making some moves recently. They traded offensive tackle Orlando Brown to the Kansas City Chiefs for that number 31 pick. So they now have two picks in this first round. And so I think it's very interesting with where they're going to go with these two selections. But for one position, I think they're going to be going with an edge rusher in this first round. They lost Matthew Judon and Yannick Ngakwe to free agency. Those two combined for nine sacks in 2020. So I think you need a guy who's going to come in and fill that void at pass rusher. And Jason Owe is going to be that guy, the edge rusher from Penn State. To move on to a team that has a lot of needs, the New Orleans Saints are going to be selecting Zaven Collins out of Tulsa. I think he's one of the most versatile linebackers in this draft. He has the ability to defend the run, rush the passer, and drop into coverage, which is pretty rare for a linebacker to be able to do all of those things successfully. And I think he goes to a Saints team where they're going to be able to use him creatively. Jamin Davis is going to be selected here at the number 29 pick by the Green Bay Packers. I think he could go earlier than this, and I think he could go later. I've seen him mocked as high as basically the seventh pick with the Raiders, but I think here's a nice slot for him to fall into. I originally had the Packers going with an offensive lineman, and I think that's still in play, but I think Jamin Davis might be the best player available for them and fills a need. So I think he could be the pick here as well if he falls. He's a freak athlete and can just add a really dynamic inside linebacker to this defense. Here at number 30, I have the first running back coming off the board with the Buffalo Bills selecting Najee Harris out of Alabama. The Bills have really struggled with their run game. It was subpar last year. Josh Allen was basically their best runner. And they spent draft capital on Devin Singletary and Zach Moss and it had just not worked out with either of them. So I think they're gonna go out and they're really just gonna fix the problem right here with Najee Harris. They're gonna get their guy who's gonna be their running back for the next five years at least, and is someone who's really gonna elevate this offense. Now here at number 31, it's the Ravens' second first round pick. They went with Jason Owe at the 27 slot, and so here they are at 31, and I have them going wide receiver, Terrace Marshall out of LSU, they're finally going to go out and get Lamar Jackson some help at the receiver position. They traded Orlando Brown for this pick, and Lamar really needs weapons. So I think you go Terrace Marshall, you pair him with Marquise Brown, Mark Andrews, and newly signed Sammy Watkins. I think Terrace Marshall is much bigger. He has that alpha size compared to Marquise Brown, so I think he can help take the load off of Brown a little bit. 
Marquise is not built to be a wide receiver one. He's built to be a complimentary kind of deep threat, explosive play guy. And so I think Lamar would be stoked if they go out today and make this Terrace Marshall pick. With the last pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Buccaneers are sitting here at pick 32 with, to be honest, basically no needs. This is really a luxury pick for them. They've brought back practically every single player from that Super Bowl roster. They just re-signed Antonio Brown yesterday. And so I think they could go in a variety of different spots here. They could go best player available. They could trade back for a team that you know wants that fifth year of control that you get with these first round picks. But I'm going to have them making a pick here, and I'm going to have them selecting interior defensive lineman Christian Barmore out of Alabama. I don't think Barmore is a pick for this year necessarily. He will definitely get involved, but I think this is really for the future of their defensive line. You have Vita Vea there, who's going to be there for a while, and I think Christian Barmore can slot in next to him for the future. You have Ndamukong Sue there right now, but he's coming to an end of his career. He's 34 years old and is on a one-year contract. That's going to be it for the mock draft. I am very excited for this draft coming on tonight. I think it's going to be very interesting to see where these guys go, especially the players that are going to be fantasy relevant. After the draft, uh, Friday morning, I should be coming out with a video talking about the fantasy implications on some of these offensive players and also maybe steals of the draft on the offensive side. So stay tuned for that. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Once again, if you guys liked the content, please like and subscribe. That would help the channel out a lot. But that's all for now. Thank you guys. See you next time.